Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Lori Michelle Show. We are super grateful that you have taken time out of your day to listen here. We have another mini Bible study for you guys. This is covering Matthew chapter 15. We hope this episode serves you, and if you enjoy it, please share it and subscribe if you haven't already. We're talking about Jesus and his miracle story of feeding the 4,000, some key things that we learned and took away from it. Please make sure you share your thoughts. You can follow us over on Instagram. We are Move Live Faithfully over there. The link will be down below. All right, enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another Bible study. We are finishing out Matthew chapter 15 today. We're going to start at verse 29 and finish out the chapter. So it's going to be reading together. And if you haven't read this chapter again quietly by yourself or out loud by yourself, we highly encourage you to pause this video and go and do that and sit with the Holy Spirit first and let the Holy Spirit work with you what you really need to portray. Because remember, even when you're reading the word, all of us are going to get hit differently in different stories and, and see a different perspective from a different story because that's what we're experiencing with the Holy Spirit. So it's very important to go back and read the Bible, not only here with Michelle and I as a community here, that is what God wants us to do, to talk about His Word together so then we can all go walk away with a deeper understanding. Just imagine the disciples, again, it's not really shown that much here, but like imagine on the side, they're probably talking with one another, interpreting again what Jesus is teaching them, telling them. So I think fellowship in that way, when you hear Jesus say something, I think it is very important Jesus designed it that way, that we come to each other and discuss what Jesus just said so we all can walk away with a deeper understanding of what Jesus is trying to say. Well, on so, top of that, a personal relationship. So again, right. as I said at the beginning, like something you read in this passage, you may not... It may not hit you as it hit us, or vice versa. Right. There might be something that hit you different than us. And the same time, like sometimes, well, when you read it uh, later on, it might hit you differently. Yeah, and sometimes when you read the word, remember you may not always receive a deep revelation. And but it's still important to be in the word and to be in God's presence. It's a great way to be in His presence. Shall I just again finding such delight and truly reading and studying the word? And we really hope you are coming along this journey with us. You too are finding a new sense of delight and getting to know Jesus and getting to know our Lord and uh, studying more about truly is. Cause so many of this stuff Michelle and I never knew was in the Bible. And so like today's story was- Like we heard about the 5,000, but the 4,000 didn't really hear much about. And didn't the, hear and about that woman before we read- the mom, yeah, yeah yesterday. So all of it has just been very, and just seeing how the Pharisees were so mean to Jesus, like, I never really, never really realized that before, and what Jesus, you know, was dealing with, why he was here. So I just, I find it all just very amazing. Let's start off again. We're starting off at verse twenty-nine. So go ahead. We invite you to um, open up your Bible to the book of Matthew, and we're starting at fifth, chapter fifteen, verse twenty-nine. And I guess I'll read. Um, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. If you have that Bible, if not, you can follow along still. Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking and the blind could see again. And they praised 
the God of Israel. And we're going to get Matthew with the, the use of this chapter is helping you see Jesus is now going outside of yeah. helping just, I mean, he has been help healing Gentiles um, in the mix of some of those other um, stories. We know he does heal it, but just seeing him going to these different areas really goes deeper into who, who he really is. If you can remember how he was uh, accepted in his hometown in Nazareth back in chapter 13 and even in chapter 8 when he uh, healed the demon with the pigs. Just if you can remember how those towns accepted Jesus compared to this town, these people, this area is accepting Jesus. Or how they responded, you mean. Right. I mean, they didn't really accept him. Right. That's how, right. how they yeah. responded Here, to Jesus. Here, they're, they're bringing, a vast crowd is bringing people to Jesus' feet, and he's healing them. Remember, this where, is not people aware of Jew, yeah, the Jewish culture and um, stuff. But, you know, but the word of Jesus is, is obviously spreading um, out, so mm -hmm. people are starting to hear of him. And these other places but again his own hometown nazareth rejected him so he wasn't able to do these miracles of healing and stuff and then same with that town that when they saw him take the demons out of the pigs and the pigs went down in the water they were terrified and they shunned him away um and i just love that too just seeing how he interacts with different people and, and how they're interacting with him how yeah. he shows up back for them like then he left those people he didn't perform any miracles here these people are so welcoming and open to seeing Jesus that he's, you know, he's healing them. And the crowd is just amazed and they're praising. And they said, you know, Matthew is very specific on the word God of Israel. Because remember, even when we learned with the Gentile woman, the Canaanite woman, her faith, she probably worshipped multiple different gods. It was very common, I think, back then, especially, I know, with the Greeks. Mm -hmm. We're all about, and I think the Romans too. So when they said God of Israel people knew the more of who this was. Um, so I just find that very fascinating. So let's go dive now into the feeding of the 4,000. This uh, 32 and we're gonna end it out and then we'll discuss at the end of it. Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days and they have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way. The disciples replied, Where will we get enough food in their wilderness for such a huge crowd? Jesus asked, How much bread do you have? They replied, Seven loaves and a few small fish. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, thanked God for them, broke them into seven loaves, and they broke them into pieces and gave them to the disciples who distributed them to the food to the crowd. They all ate as much as they wanted. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were 4,000 men who were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. Then Jesus sent the people home and got into a boat and crossed over to the region of Magdan. So that ends out chapter oh, yeah. 15 and so if you're probably reading it over, you probably can see some of the similarities. Mm -hmm. You know, since when there are repeat stories, the Bible is just something else to keep in mind of as you're reading the Bible yourself. Remember to always sit there, but okay, this is in here, similar stories that different leads in here, you know, and when they're repeated throughout the gospels, and you also need to kind of pay attention to that. So it's always just like, okay, God, why is this story in here? Mm -hmm. Why did you feel called to have them write about this story? 
um, and what makes it so impactful. So and I guess going back to my point how some people don't believe these are two different accounts, or I guess kind of peeking ahead to the next chapter and down in verse... Peeking ahead? Peeking ahead, yeah, down into verses, uh, so chapter 16, verses 9 through 10, Jesus addresses the two different situations. So again, it goes back to Jesus believed they were two different situations, they were two different stories, they're not the same story. Uh, so they are two different stories, and as Lori said, there's a reason, and it's important for us now to be back, okay, why, as Lori was saying. Why isn't this? So yeah, so now we're at the point where you see that Jesus, again, has deep feelings for what's happening here with these people, these Gentiles. Remember, he's with Gentiles here. There might be a few Jews mixed in there, but it's mostly Gentiles in, in these three days. And so here, when the disciples come to him in verse 33, you know, where are we going to get this? Similar, very, very similar response yeah. to the one of the 5,000. So you know, a lot of us, when we probably first read it, were like, I know we were like, that's interesting. Why did they say the same exact thing? knowing that they just experienced this, which okay. it's a powerful statement. Again, they come to Jesus. I still take it that they're still coming to Jesus, asking for help and to guidance. And yeah. um, that I love still how Jesus, even in this one, requires the disciples too to be part of the, the miracle here as well. And I liked how they brought up that God likes to do complete work, even with goofy mess ups like all of us. So it just it's, it goes to show that here are Gentiles, people who had no, they were worshiping other gods. You know, Jesus is still helping them, and God sees it, again, as, a, as people to help. And it goes back to show that no matter where we come from, our background, God's not going to dismiss us because of our performance, what we were doing. He cares about in the moment, which we saw in the previous story with the mom, she got it. She got it. He was the one and only God. And that's, I think, what this story is to me, going back to this is a story of completion, mm -hmm. is showing as they all got it going back up to, they recognized he was the God of Israel. He was the God. So I think that's also what I believe Matthew is trying to portray. Again, making sure you share your thoughts down below, what you are taking away from this. Hey friend, if you're enjoying today's episode and would like to support us, please consider becoming a supporter of our movement, of helping us spread God's good word and helping others hear God's word and be transformed by a loving Lord and Savior, Jesus. So if you haven't already, check out our Move Live Faithfully online studio. It's a private online membership where we, you get all access to everything Michelle and I share, all of our full-time workouts, and all of our in-depth Bible study videos as well. We created this online membership to be a private place to where it's distraction-free. There's no ads, no nothing there. You get everything pure, and again, you can come in as you please. So make sure you check that out at the end of today's episode. We appreciate each and every one of you that has been become a supporter of this movement. We can't do this without you. All glory to God. Thanks again for the support. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. What does he do first? Like just with the other one, he thanks God. He, he thanks it. So I just may note again that um, this miracle happens by thanking God in advance. For the answer for for doing it um, and you can also so. look again from a bigger picture idea it happened in both situations they presented you know they presented god with what they had wasn't much but they you know they were thankful that they had something to, to offer to god and give thanks for him mm -hmm. and the idea to me to breaking them you can also think of like 
when we do that in our own lives, we're going to go through things that in a sense feels like it's breaking us. But again, it goes back to all these stories. A lot of it is for us to grow character, to grow faith, or just to learn to trust God more. So I can also look at it that way. And then also what happens? God always delivers, right? So we all have to trust in that. We don't know the timing of things. But again, we just have to know these stories are giving us all hope that we may not have feel like we have a lot to offer but we can yeah. give thanks to god always give thanks yeah i just made note, know that he'll deliver yeah the other things i may note in my notebook just remind me when I, about the stories that jesus and all these miracles he does it again as a man not as a god and i just love that he requires he does it as an you know because in the instant he could put bread in everybody's laps yeah but he doesn't for both miracles and i just love that that he you know, he wants to show that we are part of this whole story with God, you know, so I just love that too. And again, Jesus gave thanks before any evidence of that the people are going to get fed. And I think that that's, again, a great, powerful lesson, as Michelle was saying, in our everyday life, remember, enter his gates with thankfulness. So here, Jesus, two stories, two different situations, two different crowds, but he did the same. He thanked God for the food and asked God to bless it. So I just great reminder in our lives just to mm -hmm. love god loves a thankful heart and thanking god in advance is is something i think all of us should do no matter again if he feels like you're he's answering your prayers or not like the woman but you're going to still show up and give thanks to him because he's such a wonderful gracious oh, god he doesn't tell god okay god this is what i have he just starts thanking it so i think that's too like god always still knows our situation so we don't always have to feel the need to keep reminding him of the situation that we're in like if you already kind of talk to him about your current whatever you're working with god with you don't have to feel the need i think this is a great example for all of us to keep coming like hey god remember I'm, yeah. I'm, i have this going on i think just moving forward we should get in the habit of just coming to him with praise which can be hard because yeah. we we we, we feel don't want like god to forget about us but he, he does it. yeah and we, and we feel like the more we talk about it maybe the solution will come quicker so I and mean, god knows that i think there's another example remember of his mercy and grace is bigger than we can imagine so he's not saying like again like these stories again weren't based on people's performance yeah it's just it's just little reminders to um to, to me it comes more of with a more thankful heart instead of always being like god this situation still going yeah. on so i just remind you know checking yeah. on myself too so when i, I think come remember to jesus was is our example for us to kind of all model of course we can't be jesus but we can uh do our work best. towards the model yeah. and so i think this is a great example he wasn't like okay god i have this huge crowd you know the gentiles you know it's four thousand plus here you know and like you know he wasn't like that he said hey god i give thanks to you for, for you know being our provider or whatever mm -hmm. so i just make note of that so again making note of similarities again that um this this miracle also still required the participation of the disciples same as um, in the previous story of feeding of the 5,000. So I just made note of the different, uh, in my notes, of the similarities. Like I said, I mentioned some from the Be Loyal, but um, other one again, remembering that Jesus starts off both crowds with showing compassion. So that's just a reminder to me um, and for everybody. Like Jesus is compassionate about our situations and that he sees us. Um, no matter where our faith is or where we are in life, just like with both of these two different crowds. Because um, again, that's probably in the midst of those crowds, there's probably different people with different mm -hmm. levels of faith and experiences in life. So I just make note of that. Um, another thing is Jesus gave thanks first and then his disciples distributed. So something else that was done in both miracles. And the crowds, again, both of the crowds got to eat as much as they want. Again, God of abundance. Jesus isn't like, oh, this is a Gentile crowd. They all just get one loaf of bread. 
No, he still allowed the Gentiles to eat as much as they wanted and didn't say no to them. And again, both of them picked up the leftovers, uh, reminding us to be wise, I think, with what God leaves with all of us. The other thing I find is interesting, really I sat with it more like the, the Jewish people were, were with Jesus for one day. And here the Gentiles were so in awe of Jesus mm -hmm. and his teachings and what he could do. They were with him for three days. So that was one difference that really stuck out with me. Not only the crowds different, but the length of time that they were with Jesus. So this is what is this showing us about Jesus. We're learning more about Jesus' heart and who he another character trait of God. And so Jesus is here is showing you that he is a God that is compassionate about all of us. He cares for us and he wants to meet our immediate needs. Um, both stories, again, require the participation um, instead of just Jesus doing everything. I think that's just something for all of us to take note in our own life is that God will do his part, but we still need to show up and do what yeah. God is asking us in our own lives to be part of the miracles in our life. So the other thing that I that the Calvary Church made note of, and I love that he brought this up to bring to my awareness, um, to deepen my understanding of what was happening here, so we're this crowd, they're with Jesus for three days. So what does that kind of show? That they were probably very interested, uh, delighting, starving. He used the word starving. They were starving for God's word. And so they stayed with him for three days to, to learn more about Jesus and what he can do and who he was. Um, so he just made note. So there is something about being with Jesus. There's something about being in his presence that captivated them yeah because that that's the, if you yeah. look back that's the same thing was happening with the gentile woman in, in the few verses above she stayed even though jesus seemed to be giving her the hard shoulder the cold shoulder she stayed so they're, they're in this crowd too they stayed with jesus for three days and so there is just something about when we give ourselves completely to jesus and just want to be in his presence there's something that happens there yeah and i hope that you see that in your own life the more you get into the word and take time to be with Jesus every morning just I don't know I know for Michelle and I we do crave that part in our mornings is it's that quiet time there's just something about it that does just satisfy you and, and sometimes you know you don't even need to have like an agenda like you don't always need to come to Jesus seeking an answer or, right. or something just being just, just simply presence. being his presence is, is I think a lot of these stories are also helping Lloyd and I understand that like yes all these people had need but for three days I mean they already been healed but they stayed with them it goes back to they just they were just enjoying his company so just something being about around just being in Jesus' yeah. presence. And the other thing was um, the the group before the Jews, they got 12 small baskets for leftovers. Oh, I apologize, my phone. And here, you see in the story, Michelle, I know has a little bit to say about the baskets as well from the Be Loyal book. They left with seven large baskets. And the pastor there was saying the baskets that were mentioned in the original text of this, the large baskets, he said, these are huge baskets that they usually put on donkeys to carry. So like these were massive baskets that were full of leftovers where again, the gen uh, the Jews had more like smaller, probably handheld type mm -hmm. of style baskets. So what he was getting at here was that since they just wanted to be with Jesus for three days and were you know, just being with him, he gave them a lot more blessing than the previous people. So again, there's something about just being in God's presence that he he wants to bless us. Yeah, and also this is the two different words, the different baskets. The you know the basket here, yeah, means large hamper. And then the other basket in Matthew 14 was more of a wicker basket. So again, this is using that there was two different words for a basket. It's another 
uh, point illustrating that these are two different stories. Mm -hmm. Another thing that uh, the Beloyal book mentioned again that Jesus didn't preach about the bread of life or anything to, to these people. Again, they, the Old Testament stuff about the bread of God, like that would have been kind of foreign to them. So again, it goes to show that Jesus will adjust his teachings. We've also seen him that he adjusts what he says to people or how he says to the person. So I think that's also showing another characteristic of God that not only he is deeply compassionate, but he is so willing to work with you and understands more about your situation more than I think we give credit sometimes do. Yeah. And I just want to just again just say for all of us is just make sure we sit with that and just thank God that we can come up and come like I said earlier like we can come up and be goofy mess ups you know and Jesus still works with us still helps us still still leaning out his hand to us. So I do think that's something for all of us to really sit with again. Um, it's not based upon our performance but truly like do we understand who Jesus is and, and are we really just help that. being in awe of being in his presence mm -hmm. so again we can learn a lot from this Gentile crowd they were just hungry for his presence and just being with Jesus and then they were abundantly blessed more so because I just wrote that for those that desire to be in Jesus's presence get more they get a greater blessing and this story is an example of that and mm -hmm. I also made note that this crowd you know Matthew and them they didn't mention anything about these people's faith they're where they are in their righteousness. They're even in their spiritual maturity. But they encountered Jesus and they wanted to be with Jesus. And that's where the blessing is. Yep. And I just find that's a great story to me. But the Calvary Church would make a note. And of course, Michelle and I think it's a great one to remember since we came out of the false teachings, which can be all out there with the prosperity and all that stuff out there, that scary stuff. There's going to be camps out there that are all about the blessing and God is here is to bless you and to bless you abundantly. But then there's other camps out there that are kind of against all that as well. Like there are two extremes out there. And you might see that in your own life or through social media. So and that's almost with any scale of things that you read. We just Bible. ask to be careful of that. It's to be aware of both of them. And you know, these aren't here to be like, yeah, Jesus is only here to bless us and we want to be in his presence. We, Realize it's also just being in his presence, just to be in his presence, not to get a blessing. So I do just be wary of making sure you're not too far in tune to the camp of only here for the blessings from Jesus um, or totally against, oh, you, you shouldn't do that. You know, so I think it's just very worrying in our own life just to be careful of and that he cares for all of our immediate needs and he sees us. Um, but he does require our participation like he just here with the disciples and um I think a key thing too is always keep giving thanks no matter if you're getting evidence of what you're asking for or not just keep coming to him and thanks and keep just delighting yourself and just being in his presence Present. yeah knowing that's not all about the blessings but also not limiting God in your own life I feel like there is a balance but I think you can always turn to him hey God I don't want to always come to you just for the blessings Thank you like, girls again so much for doing this with us studying doing it being part of this fellowship with us getting to know our God that was today's episode friends thank you again so much for listening and for the support make sure you check out all the details down below more about our movement and we'll see you in the next bible study